podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. I'm Diane knox and I'll be joined by Elk soon, who's back from Augusta. Um, did you have a little bit of a Masters hangover? It's always kind of weird when it's over, but the good thing is, is we always have this fantastic event to look forward to right afterwards. This week, it's off to Hilton Head, one of the loveliest vacation spots in the US along the East Coast, and it's Harbour Town Golf Links for the RBC Heritage. Now, Elk, one thing I always love about this tournament is it's only, what, a three-hour drive max from Augusta National to Harbour Town. And there's always a really good field who make the trip straight after the Masters. Yeah, it's not far. A lot of people, you know, schedule. This is a sort of a holiday week. You get the condo near the water. One of the most beautiful parts of the whole United States is, is Hilton Head, Diane. It's very relaxed. Guys like to bring their families down there, bike riding, all kinds of things. But it's also one of the best golf courses on the whole PGA Tour. Pete Dye, of course, built this course uh, years ago. And all these just charming oak trees have grown in around this property. And it's become the most narrow, coolest little course to play. You've got to hit shots around oaks, under oaks, uh, dog leg holes. It's just very, very small golf course. And it takes a particular style of player to do well. So as you say, Pete Dye design with Jack Nicholas, And we always talk about the Pete Dye trademarks. Of course, we talked about this a lot just a few weeks ago for the Players' Championship at TBC Sawgrass. But very intimidating off the tee. You know, this place, really narrow fairways, tree-lined with those big mossy oaks kind of overhanging into the fairway strategically positioned bunkers and tiny greens. So um, I think these are the smallest greens actually that we see on the PGA Tour. I think they are. They're right next to Pebble Beach in size. But one other thing there is two other factors you missed. One is there's some some shots you have to hit over water. There's some really crucial par threes on this golf course that that can really get, you know, you can blow up your score. Mm -hmm. And it gets really windy out there on the point right over your shoulder there. So when the wind gets in these little uh, corridors back there, it's, it's uh, well, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, so I've been kind of looking back. It was Stuart Sink who won the tournament last year at 19 under par. His third time winning the tournament, but he'd won in like 2000 and 2004 and then came back last year. The big story was the fact his son Reagan was on the bag. Webb Simpson won the year before. I remember it was a bit of a battle between him and Abraham Answer. Answered actually withdrew this week, but um, Simpson was like, what, 22 under par or something, breaking a record. But it was at a different time of year and there was hardly any wind. But we've seen scores as low as like 9, 10, 11 under winning because the wind can really pick up here. Yeah, and, you know, there's two styles of play. There's three styles of play this week. Ones that are riding a little bit of a wave coming from Augusta. That do, is there some guys that, that we might pick that still have some you know, good feeling about their game. Can they ride up and get a win? There's guys, Diane, that didn't play well at Augusta, that missed the cut, maybe trying to find a little spark. And then there's guys that have been sitting at home just waiting for the chance to get back out there. So how are we, how is all that going to boil into our recipe this week? 
Well, then we're definitely looking at momentum and there's actually six of the top eight finishers at the Masters playing this week, five of the world's top 10. So again, you know, I said that it always attracts a great field and that just shows it. But then you would have had a lot of guys who were sitting at home wishing that they were playing in the Masters and, you know, ready to get back out there and attack and maybe get that win nice and early to cement their place in the Masters field next year. So I guess, as you say, there's two schools of thought, but you look at some of the big hitters, this is not, it's not a short course, but it's not super long, just over 7,100 yards. And um, the thing about this design is you're going to see a lot of those longer hitters maybe scale back off the tee keep the driver in the bag, hit three woods, and that's going to improve their accuracy. Yeah, I mean, uh, Habertown, Diane, the, probably the narrowest tee shot of the whole tour is like the first hole. You hit right through a chute, and it wallows out a little bit either way in the fairway, but if you're on the left side, you have to deal with trees coming in over the top. If you're on the right side, you have to do other. So there's a lot of, a lot of shots required to play Hilton Head. And mm -hmm. how do you play it? Well, you got to hit it straight. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at straight hitters. I am not taking anyone with any length uh, that's crooked. So, okay. I'm looking for straight hitters to do well this week. Straight hitters and a good short game as well to get your position on those tiny little greens. Now, before we get to our picks, we are so happy to be teaming up with Dundonald Links on the Tour Report. Now, they are in Scotland and they're one of the new venues to stage final qualifying for the Open. They're also going to be the host of the 2022 Trust Women's Scottish Open in July, which is great because that competition has a $2 million purse. Now, they've just been undergoing this huge renovation and during the development worked with original designer Kyle Phillips to invest a million pounds into the course to basically make it better and enhance the playing experience for you. They reworked several of the tea areas, they redid 35 bunkers and then completely reconstructed the practice ground as well with a huge new teeing area, two new chipping greens, one of which has two new reveted bunkers. And basically, you're just getting the full experience there. So if you're planning a golf trip over to my homeland of Scotland, then make sure you check out Dundonald Links because it really is a special place. And um, obviously, with all this new work, it is looking fantastic. You can find out more at dundonaldlinks.com but we're gonna give our picks. So we have an outright favorite, a one to watch and a dark horse pick who has to be over a hundred to one. And you know, with all of the guys that played great last week at the Masters, I'm guessing that our two outright favorites are going to be guys who were in the field at Augusta. Well, <laughs> mine is for sure. Oh so I'm sure yours is too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for the straightest guy on the tour who is due to win again who had a great masters and is probably one of the straightest hitters we have on the tour great iron player and played very well last week and that is canadian's own Corey connors this course if i was going to paint a picture for someone to play well at it would be a power town for Corey connors just because he he's pretty long off the tee but he's a great iron player hits it straight very calm had a great week last week and it's just no well I think I got him at 25 to one yeah 25 to one so everyone else also knows what I know but yes I'm I'm, I'm trying to ride Corey Connors had a good match play he's been playing well lately he's got to be thinking about winning Diane and that's uh 
that's all it is for him. Okay, I like it. Um, my my guy is similar odds, twenty two to one, and this is someone who was very disappointed with his finish last week at the Masters. Even though he finished in a tie for third, but he said that he was going to go home and think about what could have been. But I'm going with Shane Lowry now. He. He, he did play good all week and he's playing really well right now in general. Played good at the players, T3 at the Masters, as I said. Also runner-up at the Honda, finishing a tie for 12th at the Valspar. So these Florida events he played well in. And looking at his stats... He is third on tour in proximity to the hole. So that was something that I looked at this week and I thought, okay. Then I started looking into his um, history around this event. And in 2019, he finished in a tie for third. So these were all things that were just going in the right direction for me. But I think Shane Lowry is playing great. He's putting really good as well. And the disappointment from last week, uh, you know, is he going to let that eat at him or is he going to use it to drive on and get that win that I feel has just been coming for a long time now? So at 22 to 1, I am picking the Irishman Shane Lowry as my outright favourite. That's not shocking <laughs> from you. <laughs> now, Lowry had a great week last week, of course, yeah. and he's play he is playing super golf right now, has been for the last month. He wasn't really in it last week. He was, but I was telling someone yesterday at my house and I finished third in the Masters a couple of times and I felt like I was like Shane Lowry. I was yeah. six or seven shots back, but I, I was there holding my position, but I didn't really feel like I was going to win it, if you know what I mean. So, But Shane Lowry, as I say, has been playing great golf for a month. Anytime you get near the ocean or the wind or the sound, you've got to be looking at Shane Lowry because he's the master at keeping it down. Yeah, I think so too. Okay then, so Cody Connors and Shane Lowry as our outright favourites. I'll start with my one to watch. And this is someone who makes no secret of the fact that he strategically picks the courses and the tournaments that he plays in because he wants to go out there and win as much money as he possibly can. And Kevin Kisner, another guy who's been playing really well, finished runner-up at the match play, finished third at the Players' Championship. And, you know, when I started to really dive in, we know that he's a very positional golfer. Like, you know, not a long hitter, a very consistent player. His chipping and his putting has been the thing that's really got him all these results lately. And he he hasn't, I, I was like, surely he's done really well at this tournament before. But he actually hasn't. Um, he's missed the cut the last two years here. He did finish T7 in 2018. But I'm kind of throwing that out the window a little bit because I think the way that he's been playing lately is so good and I think that Kevin Kisner is definitely going to be one to look out for this week yeah and we never really get that we don't always get the right player but we never ever uh miss on the formula and the formula for this course medium range hitters are, are better off here because they can just play the game mm -hmm. my my pick for uh one to watch Diane is very similar, exact same style as Kevin Kisner. Okay. Probably the best putter inside of six feet, probably the best scrambler on the tour. And he just so happened to have a hot last round yesterday at Augusta, two under. I don't know. So, 
Kevin Nye. I looked at him. Who I've never picked for anything. I was walking with Drew Steckel, uh, his coach, Kevin Nye's coach. He also coaches Jason Kokrak. Jason Kokrak, who played very average last week and finished 14th. Mm -hmm. I almost was going to pick him, but he hits the ball too far. I think he's going to have trouble this week keeping it, you know, trying to get that uh, win, winner's uh, plaid coat on. That's why I went with Connors. But Kevin Nye, this course is so set for him. It's just perfect. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Kevin Nye, 60 to 1. Kevin Kisner, 45 to 1. So, again, kind of similar odds with the two of them as well. Um, the dark horse. I struggled with the dark horse this week. And it's usually my, my forte. Well, I didn't. I didn't no. struggle this week. <laughs> so you go first. <laughs> While I was speaking with uh, Drew Steckel, who is uh, the coach of Kevin Nye and Jason Kokrak, we were talking about my player who I'm picking as a dark horse this week. And I didn't know this story, but this player was about to lose his card. He, he, he left the, the Steckel camp and went away to another coach where he was doing some radical swing changes. Yeah. Let's say they're starting to look like Matt, Matt Matthew Wolf, and he was almost down. I think he was down to four starts left that he had to make a bunch of money, like five hundred thousand dollars, to keep his ticket. He came back to Drew. He said, "What are you? What in the world are you doing?" And they got him squared up real quick of going back to what he's always done. He went over. He went down to uh, Bermuda and finished second. And the following week, he went to Mexico and finished seventh. And he got his ticket back, Diane, in just in the nick of time. And he is 250 to one. And I never, ever don't recognize when someone's got their game back. And that's my pick this week is Danny Lee oh, from New Zealand is coming back in a fast way. And all those stats that are on your page and mine that are terrible, we're all accumulated with the other coach. And now we've got him riding a, riding a hot run here, second, seventh, and he's back in action. So watch out at 225 to one. I love it. I love when you talk and get the insider information from people. That's what it's all about. Um, my guy, I am going purely off our re-ranking this week and our sheet because we re-rank the field. We have like this amazing algorithm where all the data goes in and then we have some intangibles that we add into. And this guy, if you're playing on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app this week, he's in the D category, but he jumped all the way up to number five out of the whole field for the re-ranking this week. He's 160 to one. And in his last three starts, he's finished 27th, 15th and 18th. So that's really good. His numbers are green across the board. So obviously that's what we're looking for. We want good stats. He's especially good when it comes to proximity, scrambling and putting right now. So immediately I'm thinking, well, that ties in perfectly with the formula. So my guy is Nate Lashley at 160 to 1. You know, if someone's going to jump up that high on the sheet, then we have to pay attention to it. So I'm, I'm going with our tried and tested formula. Well, what you said there was interesting to some people, I'm assuming, that we take what we think it takes historically and what we think it takes to play well at Hilton Head. We, we look at those stats and then, we, as you said, we reshuffle everyone. So who would do well if everyone was reshuffled with what they're doing today? Who would shuffle to the top? And we have a, a guy that's uh, Nate Lashley who's way down the list, who shuffled himself right up to the top just on his current form and the way he should play this course. So it's a, it's a good pick, Diane. But I think 
Danny Lee, I mean, come on. <laughs> we may have to have an individual match between our two dark horses. I mean, we should do that on the side. Um, I've got one other name that I wanted to mention quickly and not really as a pick, but I just think it's also a very cool story. Um, Morgan Hoffman. So Morgan, I knew, I, knew you, I was going to mention that. Yep, yeah, he's back this week. Great. He's got um, three starts left in his major medical exemption. He's got muscular dystrophy, which is just, I used to be an ambassador for a muscular dystrophy charity in the UK, and, and it's just horrendous. His muscles are just wasting away. And he just, he lived in Jupiter, you know, would hang out with Ricky and JT and everyone, and he made the decision to move to Costa Rica with his wife. And they live in the jungle in the middle of nowhere now. And he's all about how, you know, health and physical wellness and mental wellness can all help him manage this horrible disease. So he's been out there. Um, I think it was Golf Digest went out and visited with him and, and saw his way of life. He's been working on his game out there. But He's got three starts and he's back this week. So he's obviously, you know, really picking the courses that are going to suit him. And this guy is going to get a hero's welcome when he makes his return. The guys are going to be so happy to see him. It's going to be probably a bit of an adjustment for him after living in the jungle. <laughs> but what a great story that he is coming back to play this week. It will be one of the best stories we've had in a long time. I read that article and anyone who hasn't, they should go read his story because he tried to take his health into his own hands. He couldn't get a diagnosis from anyone, uh, you know, on the uh, in the Western side of the media. He went back and started reading all the all the you know Chinese medicine, you know, all the old school stuff. And he's tried to heal his body from within himself. He did some radical things before he went to Costa Rica. Still been doing radical things. And I hear Diane. I don't know this, but I hear that he's planned. He's playing some good golf, and he's 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 regained some of the muscle that he's lost when he came out of out of college. He's a tremendous player at Oklahoma State. He was as good as Ricky, as good as JT, all those guys. First team All American, mm -hmm. and he realized one semester that he started losing some muscle in his chest. It didn't look the same. It was pulling away from his sternum, and that was the start of his journey. And today, this and this week will be the next chapter of his journey. You. The one, the part of the book that you haven't read, you should go read it, and we're going to follow it close right here on what's happening this week. We yeah, he's going to have a huge fan base. He's seven hundred and fifty to one, just in case you fancy putting a little bit on him. But the other side of it is, and we talked about this a few weeks ago in relation to Chris Kirk and Ryan Brem, who won. When when it's on the line with these guys and their major medical, and they have to get so many FedEx Cup points in the limited starts that they have to to keep a card and to be able to go out there and play, you know, that can that can switch something. And he's been away from the competitive side of it for so long that he's got to be feeling so fresh and so like optimistic about what could happen. So I just think that he's his mind is not going to be on the like nitty gritty competition and the grind of being on tour week after week. He's going to have an amazing outlook this week and you never know what could happen. You know, and he, on a side note, he, he started that line, the Grayson line of clothing that now JT yeah. is wearing. Uh, he, he's part owner of that company. So um, it's good for it's good to see that, you know, he's still got a business interest there and he's got some money coming in. So, yeah, everything's all all positive eyes I'm sending towards Morgan Hoffman this week. I know, me too. 
All right then, so that was our tour report for the RBC Heritage. As Elk said, it's a beautiful part of the world and um, you see that lighthouse, the 18th hole is just spectacular. And um, I mean, even though it looks pretty, we are gonna see some drama this week with those extremely narrow fairways, but it's always one that we look forward to. And we're gonna be playing along on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. I don't even want to talk about how I did last week. Me either. It was not good for me. <laughs> me either. I don't wanna talk about it either. Although I, my husband, he plays along with us every week and he played the $100 game and it was a winner-take-all game. And I saw him. I saw him right there. Oh, he almost he did it. He needed Cam Smith to get it together a little bit. I think that's what it came down to is Scheffler or Cam Smith winning. But okay. It did. Yeah, that's all right, though. So if you haven't downloaded the app already, it's available on all iOS devices, SG Tour. You can see our full handicap report in there. And of course, all of our media from this week, the full show. And we'll be back next week. I don't even know what tournament it is next week. It's the Zurich, I think, that uh, we have the team. Yeah, the team event. See, we focus so much on the Masters that it's hard to get back in the game. <laughs> but we will yeah, be yeah. back then as well. Podcast Network.